Okay, good morning, Shalom Aleichem, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Hashem, welcome again to another week of Ashir, the life and Torah of our leaders. And this week we're going to talk about someone who was known as the Tepliker Goin. His name was Reb Shimshain Aaron Polanski Zichrein Levracha, and his yard site is this week, Chaf Ches Sivan, which will be Shabbos Bez Hashem. He was Nifter in 1948, as we will see. So, the Tepliker Gain, and I was messaged by Rabbi Greenspan that um, there's a Philadelphia connection. He had one son and three daughters, and his one son, it seems, was a Sheikhet in Lower Marion, Pennsylvania. Bavram, I think his name was. Um... Um, so there's this uh, local connection. Who is Rip Shimshanar Polanski? As I wrote in the uh, title of the of the shir, I called him Avi Hahira Shalgedayle or Paiske Yerushalayim. He was really the father of Sak, and as we'll see, that many, if not almost all, of the great Paiskim of, I would call, the last generation, um, and our generation, for that matter, were his Talmidim. So who was Rav Shimshanar Polanski? He was a guy that was born in the year 1876 in the Kiev region of the Ukraine, Volin it was called. His father was from the Big Paiskim, very famous Rav, Bavram Yitzchak, was well known in that area in the Ukraine. Um, his father was known to be a Baki Balpeh in Sifrei Achasam Seifer, and as we'll see later in the Shir, that Reb Shem Shinaran himself also followed with a special place in his heart for the Svarim of the Chasam Seifer. He was a great Ilui, he was well known as a very as a child prodigy, and he became a Talmud of one of the great Paiskim of the Ukraine. These are not. This region is not a region that um, is very familiar to people, including myself. Um, most of the Ukrainian um, rabbanim that we, you know, are more accustomed to are more of the Hasidic um, sects of Klal Yisrael, and the other Gedalim and Paiskim of the Ukraine, unless your family or you come from there, are not necessarily as well known. So his rabbi was someone named Rabbi Alter Kostantiner, who was also known as the, from the Gedalia Paiskim of Ukraine. Um, when he was about 20 years old, he became a rav in a city called Medva, which was also in the nearby, in the Kiev region. And after five years, he became the rav of Teplik. Teplik also being in that region, in uh, the Kiev region in the Ukraine. And that's how he got his name, uh, the Teplikarov. Now, he was actually from a very prominent Hasidish family. And even on his Matseva, if you saw on uh, my status and Rabbi Greenspan as well, there was a picture of his Matseva, and it says actually on the Matseva that he was an Enikul of Rab Nachum from Chernobyl, Reb Levi Yitzhak from Bardichev and Reb Pinchas Karitzer. So he had very, very strong Hasidic uh, roots. 
And that made it that not, even though, as we're going to see, he was very, very niskabel in the Litvisha world, however, he was very, he, he was very uh, tied to the Hasidish world as well. And like we said, there were many Hasidim in that region that he was in Ukraine, and uh, Tolna and Skver, and he was very close with the Hasidish Rebbe's of, um, of, that, uh, of that region. And in fact, the Skver Rebbe said that his father, the Rebduvidol from Skver, Zechreina Levracha, actually brought the Teplaker to Skver, I think it was for six months, for a certain amount of time, to learn, teach his children and his family how to learn Halacha. As we'll see, he was a great guy in Halacha. And one of his things he was very into was that if you want a paskin, you have to make sure you learn Shulchan Aruch with the pre-Megadim. It's very makbid, you have to learn with the pre-Megadim. And when he came to learn with the family of the Skver Rebbe, Zechrein Levracha, um, could be it's the Skver Rebbe's grandfather, I'm not sure, the Heintig's grandfather, Reb Duvidal his name was, and he... Um, he, he taught them this Mahalach, and he taught them how to learn Shulchan Aruch, but Dafka learning with the Prima Gadim. So, um, in 1927, so again, if he was 1876, he was born, so in 1896, he first became a Rav, in 1901 is when he became a Rav in, in Teplik, so in 1927, there were a lot of riots in, the, in that uh, Kiev region, and he fled, like a lot of people, to Kishinev. He was in Kishinev, um, and um, I think I'm getting my dates wrong here a little bit, but he was in Kishinev, and he was the responsible for having yeshiva there, and then he, um, must have been 19... 22, I'm sorry, 1922, he ran to Kishinev, that in 1925 is when he finally came to Eretz Yisrael, came to Eretz Yisrael with his daughters, that's how I saw it brought down, I don't know exactly when his son came to America, um, and where that, and, and how that exactly happened, um, there's not a lot of uh, good his, history or historical recordings of this uh, part of his life that I found, I did see somewhere that there's supposed to be a, a biography being printed by one of his grandchildren here in America. Um, I think it was called the, the uh, Admir Mirodnik, one of the Hasidic Rebbe, was an anical of his, was supposed to put out a Taldus, but I don't recall ever seeing the Sefer um, coming out. I saw an article that was printed um, a few years ago that said they took excerpts from the forthcoming Sefer. So, in 1925, he, he came to Eretz So, he already was a Rav in, in Teplik for 24 years. Or 20 years, tw- over 20 years, he was a Rav in Teplik. So, um, he was known as the Tepliker guy. He was known as the Tepliker guy. Now, one interesting story, Rav Shlem Zalman Arbach, as we'll see, was one of his Talmidim. And as we'll see from the Gedalia Apaiskim that we all know, all the common ho- household names of Gedalia Apaiskim that we bizman and every day in your house, your Saimachandam, Rebel Yasha, Rebel Saimazalman, Rebel Soyanka Fisher, Rebel Yosef, they all consider themselves Talmidim of the Teplika Gain. The Teplika Gain came with a certain Messira of Psak that he brought to Eretz Yisrael. So Rebel Saimazalman Arbach, um, and we'll talk about Rebel Saimazalman soon, he said the following story, and this highlights the Teplika Gain's Bikius, he had a 
unbelievable memory, the Tepla Gagayin, almost like a photographic memory. Didn't forget things. He was able to look at pages and know exactly which safer it was, which chuva it was, what they were saying. Look at the bottom of a, of a page. He was unbelievable. And that's why he was known as the Tepla Gagayin. So Rishayim Zalman says the Minig was in Tepluk, and maybe in the whole region, that the first Shabbos, that a Rav became the Rav, that they, that they uh, I don't want to say coronated him as the Rav, but they were Mamanim as the Rav. So the entire city, whether they usually davened in the Ravs, you know, a lot of time there were different shoals. The Rav davened at one big, the main shoal. Everybody davened with him the first Shabbos, and then they would accompany him to his house. So his first Shabbos in Tepluk, the entire city, Accompanied, accompanied him home, and right all of a sudden, the little kid squeezes in between all the people, and he's, he comes right up to, to, to the Teplika Rav, and he says, my father sent me here with a Shaila. So could you imagine, this is the first night, this is his, uh, this is his becoming of, of the Rav over here, and um, his Hachtara, as they call it, they call it a coronation. So, and the kid has a shaila. What's the shaila? His mother just had a baby, Beinashmashes, in twilight, Beinashmashes, between Shkia and Tseis. So the baby was born Beinashmashes. And the question was when should the Shalom Zacher be made? Since tonight is Friday night, maybe we should make the Shalom Zacher tonight. It's the first Shabbos of the baby's life. Or should we make it next Shabbos? It will be the Shabbos before the bris. Now the bris is not going to be anyways on Shabbos because it was Ben Hashmoshes. Um The bris can be Sunday, but really the Shaila, the Ben Hashmoshes part of it is not integral to the Shaila. The Shaila could come up at any time. If a baby is born on Friday night, is the Shalom Zacher that night? Or is the Shalom Zacher the next Friday night, the night before the bris? And this was the Shaila that the, ba- the child came in to ask the father and the whole city was there. And um, on the spot, the Teplik Rav said, it's a primigodim in Hilchus Pesach. The primigodim in Hilchus Pesach, Paskins, that you make the Shalom Zacher that night, the first night. And the Lashon of the primigodim is, I think it's in uh, Tav Peidalit, I think, the primigodim's Lashon is, because since, um, we find the Lashon over here, this is the Lel Shabbos HaSomach Leleida. This is the Friday night that was near the birth. In other words, you could, you know, you could Clara Shaila is the Shalom Zacher, the Shabbos, closest to the birth or the closest to the bris. So the Prima Godim writes, since it was Lel Shabbos Somach Leleida, She Noisha Mi Beten Imoy. He was saved from his mother's womb, saved as he was coming out. He came out alive, the baby. So you make the Shalom Zacher that night. So the whole city went nuts while the Bikiyas of the Teplikar going. Now, like we said, the Teplikar, this was such a perfect story for him because his whole Derech Halimud was to be Makbid on learning the Prima Godim. So you have a Prima Godim which is in a, I would say like a Favarf in a place. It's like in an abnormal place. It's where you look for this. Hilchas Bris Mila, Mila on Shabbos, um, a Friday night. Like you could, you know, if you didn't have he didn't have computer searches, you know. If you didn't have, you, where would you look for this? It happens to be mentioned amongst a bunch of halachas in Ilchus Pesach. So the primagadim, the the Teplika was big into primagadim. It worked out beautifully. He he, um, you know, in his anivas, he 
played it down and he said, you know, it's Erev Pesach. I guess it must have been right before Pesach. He said, I punked happened to just chazer over. I just reviewed all the Hilchas Pesach, so I should be ready for Yantif. So I happened to come across it. But like we're saying, like we're saying, it happened to be Lishitasai. Now, it's interesting, he once told Rav Vosner, who was also one of his Talmidim, added to the list of the G'day Le'apayiskim, he told Rav Vosner that a Rav has to be a Bucky, his expertise, one of his expertise has to be in when you say Avarachamim on Shabbos, and when you don't say Avarachamim on Shabbos. You know, we say Avarachamim before Ashrei, Yomim Sheinayim Remem Tachanan, you don't say it. During Svira, you do say it, even if there's no Tachanan. So he said a Rav has to be Bucky in those Halachas, he says, because if a Rav doesn't know those halachas, the Balabatim are going to say, well, that's a Talmud Chacham, he doesn't know when you say Avarachim, you don't. And they're not going to understand, especially try to understand, but, you know, in those days, people weren't as learned. Say, you're going to tell them, yeah, because I was busy with Chayshe Mishpat and Yaradeya. They don't know from these things. They want to know, like, you know, do you say Yalavi over again or you don't? So he says, Avada Rav has to be a big Tamachachim and know everything. But he has to make sure that his Balabatim know that the practical halachas that are negat to them, what we call, so to speak, the simple halachas, he has to make sure he knows those halachas as well. That was the, um, the Tepliker told Rav Osner. So it's also, you know, this is also a Shaila, a Shalom Zacher, the These are things that he wanted, he, you know, he told his Talmidim to make sure that, um, that you know. Now, just b- before we get to his Eretz Yisrael days, because I want to say almost that's what put him on the map, but he was once in a Din, he was once sitting in a Din Taira um, while he was still in Europe, and the Bezdin was made up of five Dayanim, and the Teplaker, he was a young man at the time. Reb Chaim Brisker, Reb Chaim Salavechik was the head of the Bezdin, of this Bezdin. And um, they went back and forth, and the Teplaker said a svara that was very, very stark. It was almost impossible to argue on. And the Taka ended up asking like that. But Reb Chaim Brisker was very nispal, and he said... And he says, you know, I, I don't know the politics and the, uh, you know, between Lithuania and Ukraine, but Reb Chaim wasn't Lithuania, but was more Poland than Ukraine, but basically his Lashon was, I didn't know that Ukraine could produce such a Tamachachem. He was so misspoiled from the Teplaker Svara during the Dintaira that, you know, he said such a Zug that he didn't believe that the, the Ukraine could actually produce such a thing. Now he came to Eretz Yisrael, the Teplik Hagayin. He was not a known person yet. He didn't wasn't well known in Yerushalayim, and in fact, and in fact, he was because of that extremely, extremely poor poverty, very, very poverty stricken. And you know, again, Eretz Yisrael wasn't a rich place at the time, 1927. No one really recognized who he was. He wasn't going around saying who he was, and uh, people weren't aimed on how poor he actually was. So he, he figured out that maybe he'll, 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 he'll find a kunz. He'll go to the different Tamid Chachamim in Yerushalayim and he'll talk and learning with them and they'll see, you know, what a Tamil Chacham is and maybe they'll be able to give him a little parnas, he'll have Pashat some bread in the house. He almost didn't have any bread in the house. So nobody, but nobody chapped. Everyone spoke to him in learning and, then, and they said goodbye and he left and he, he left with very heavy hearts, a heavy heart and he would say, do you think the Rambam is what's really bothering me at the moment? The Rambam, that I have to go to Rabbanim and tell them in the Rambam? What's paining me at the moment that my family is Pashat starving? And it bothered him. The only person, 
the only person who chapped the shtick, what was going on here was Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. Shalayim Arav, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. He came to Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld and um, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld Pasha didn't even care so much about the Torah that he was saying. He didn't get on his spell. But Rabbi Yosef Chaim gave him a whole schmooze and he recounted to, to, to the Tepliker Rabbi Yosef Chaim's own um, life of hardships and poverty and Eretz Yisrael is Niknabi Surim and he pushed it, made him he didn't he didn't at that moment I don't think that he actually gave him money but he, he put things into perspective and he was Mechazikim and he was Mechazikim that yes it's hard but you know things will come together and he walked out of there um, very much Mechuzuk and he very much strengthened to be able to overcome the situation um, that he was in, and it didn't take very long till people found out who he was, and he eventually became the Rav of Beis Yisrael. Beis Yisrael, where the Mir Yeshiva is. Uh, I had a dira there when I was a Bacher in Mir, in Beis Yisrael. Beis Yisrael is still one of the most poverty-stricken, um, it might even be one of the poorest neighbors in all of Eretz Yisrael, at least when I was a Bacher, that's what they used to say. Um, but he became the Rav of Beis Yisrael, and he also would sit on Dine Torah, so he started making a little bit of Parnassah. But what he said was that when he walked out of Rabbi Yisif Chaim, he said, not only did I know that Rabbi Yisif Chaim is the biggest in Torah and Maisim Toivim that there is in the G'dayli Yerushalayim, now I realize he happens to be the greatest Pikeach, the one who's intuitive, that he understood exactly what my situation was and what I needed. Besides, I needed some money, I needed chizuk. And he says, I realized from all the G'dayli Yerushalayim that as great as Rebbe Yisif Chaim was in Torah and in Maisim Toivim, but his Pikchus um, it was, uh, was even greater. He lived in Beis Yisrael. Um, I think his, his, his apartment was like a... Uh, was either a first floor or like a or even like a basement actually um, where he lived, and I think that the base Yisrael Shtiblach, if anyone is familiar with the the Shtiblach and base Yisrael, I think that location was his home um, where the current base Yisrael Shtiblach um, are. Now it, rainwater used to pour into the house. Again, I think it was like a little subterranean home, so the water, you know, when it rains over there in Eretz Yisrael, and the water comes on the stones, so it'll go right down down the stairs into his home. Um, Remich Yehuda Lefkowitz once went to visit him in his home, and um, he looked around and he said, this is where the Teplikarov lives, you know? And the Teplikarov gave him a whole schmooze and told him that there are some people say that it's Pasha Kavarat Teirah, to have a nice uh, apartment. It's Kavarat Torah that a Rav should have a nice apartment. He gave him a whole schmooze based on a Gemara and Saito, Kalaloimit Torah Mitechatchak. That if you learn Torah Mitechatchak, meaning things aren't easy. And the way the Tapliker explained the whole Gemara was that you don't have any Cheshbainas, any calculations of your own personal um, comfort. That's what it means, Mitechatchak. So the Gemara says over there, great things come out of the person, and he understands Torah in an unbelievable way, and he was telling him that this is what I want. You know, the greatest Kavarat Torah is to be able to learn Torah Lishma. That's what Torah Lishma means. No personal agendas involved. And that's what he was telling him. The Rabbitson wasn't so happy. It seems she might have come from a little bit more of a comfortable family, and she wasn't used to this, for sure not this type of poverty. And um, she once was upset, you know, the water coming in. And as a, uh, 
you know, I'm not sure you should try this at home with your own Shalom bias. But he answered it. He said, listen, we have the best dira. It has Pasha, its own mikveh in it. Rainwater coming in and filling up, making its own mikveh. That's what he told her. It's the best dira in Yerushalayim because it has its own mikveh. Um, now, as we mentioned before, his, uh, his father was a big baki in the Sifri Chassam Seifer. He actually, the Tepliker, wrote a Sefer of kashas, questions that he had on the Chassam Seifer Svarim. And the Presbyter Rav, Zechrein Levracha and Yerushalayim, grandson or great-grandson of the Chassam Seifer, it was, he was very upset about it because this, this, this Sefer, again, I don't know if it was a printed Sefer or it was a written Sefer, whatever it was, it made its way around Yerushalayim. Again, Yerushalayim wasn't so big in those days. Um, you know, in the Talmud Chachamim, it made its way around and it bothered him very much. A chutzpah, a chutzpah person writes a Sefer questions on the Chassam Sefer. So, I'm not sure if the Tepliker went to him or they, they met each other and, um, and, um, yeah, so the Tepliker heard he was upset, so he told the Peskarov, you should know, I spent entire nights learning through the Sifrei Chassam Seifer. And the Peskarov said that someone who dedicates so much time, entire nights to learning Chassam Seifer's Torah, he actually has a right to ask, on, to, to ask questions on the Chassam Seifer. And after that, they actually became very, very close friends because of that story. Now, to understand the Tepliker, not only was a Gain in Taira, he was a Gain in Chesed as well. And this is a story that goes back to Teplik. And then we'll talk about his Talmidim and some of his Taira for the last few minutes. When he was, he, he, he was very Makbed on his Dalad Minim. And he would, he would spend a lot of time trying to find the Mahudra Dika Esreg. Again, you know, we are spoiled people here throughout the world in our choices of Esreigim. When you read through the Sfarim and you see what the G'daylam had to do in Europe to find Esreigim. But he was very Makbid. He was very Makbid on, on an Esreig. And one year, he had a hard time finding an Esreig. Till Mamish Erev Sukkis, he found one. And um, even though usually he paid, he was willing to pay an enormous amount of money. Money wasn't an issue when it came to an Esreig. But uh, it ended up with Arab Yantav. He actually got a beautiful Esreig for cheap. There was a big balabas who, who, who saw him purchasing the Esrig on Arab Yontif. The first day Yontif, and just picture the scene. The Rav of the town comes in, the first day of Sukkis, no Dalad Minim. He doesn't have an Esrig. He has to ask someone in the shul, could I borrow your Esrig to make the bracha? And when it came to Halal, the Rav didn't have an Esrig. He didn't shake Halal. He didn't shake um, the Nanuim by Halal. And everyone's wondering. The Rav doesn't have an asterisk. But there was someone who had even a bigger kasha. And that was that Balabas who saw him purchase the asterisk. And he went over to the Teplika Rav and he said, I don't understand. I saw you buy a beautiful asterisk yesterday. Where is it? So he said, I'll tell you the truth. I was on my way to Shul. And I heard from one of the houses a child crying and a mother screaming at him. And I went to investigate what was going on. This lady was a widow who had just remarried. And the child was her child, not her husband's child. And her husband had gone to the mikvah, Erev Suk- Erev, uh, the first day Sukkot in the morning. And while he had gone to the mikvah, her child had gotten a hold of the Esrig and broke the pitam. And she was going nuts. She's a newly married woman. And her child broke her husband's Esrig. What's going to be? 
So the child's crying, the mother's screaming. He says, I took out my esrig. I said, here, replace it with your husband's. He'll never know the difference. It's a beautiful esrig, maybe even more beautiful than his. And, and you'll have shalom bias. And, and your child, uh, and, and don't worry about your child. She was afraid. Who knows what her husband's going to do to her child, a stepchild. He says, so Mamela, that's where my esrig went. And the, 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 again, I don't know if the city found out, when they found out, but he says, just think about it, think about it. The rub of a city, it's Kedai for him not to have Dalad Minim, you know, in order that the Almana should not have Tsar and Shtera Shalom Bayis. You know, he could have gone and, and met the husband and told him all schmooze about Shalom Bayis, about Shalom. He could have said all of that and saved his own covet. The rub of the city doesn't have Dalad Minim. And yet, it wasn't worth it for him. Give it all up. So the Rav doesn't have Dalad Minim. You could be Yitzhi with somebody else's Dalad Minim. The Almana shouldn't have any Tzar. Now, let's talk a little bit about his Talmidim. Some of his Talmidim. Some of his Talmidim, like I said, all of our G'dayli Hayra in Yerushalayim and in the world at large are Talmidim of his Talmidim or his Talmidim. Rabbi Yaman Mendelssohn from Kaimimius, the famous Rav who was responsible for a lot of the Shemitah, um, Karen Ashvius and Shemitah observance in Eretz Yisrael was very close Talmud of his. He used to come once a week and it was a long, long trip in those days to speak to him and learning. He would bring all the shadows of Trefus, he would bring animals with him and lungs and Shaykhtim with him. Reb Shalom Eisen is a famous Yerushalayim or Paisik. His, he has a son, Reb Abish Eisen. Lechayim. A lot of people get Shemush and, and Uchasnida and Maris from him. When when Reb Shalom, when Reb Abish was sitting shiva for his father Reb Shalom, Reb David Salavechik Zolzayin Gazuntin Shtar came to be Menachem Avol, and Reb David said that the Briskarov used to send his Shilas to Reb Shalom Eisen, and the Lashon Reb David said was because the Briskarov said he has the Misoiris Hoamiti of Gedolei Yerushalayim, he has the Misoira of Psak. Now his Misoira came from. Europe, he came from Teplik, but Lemaisa, the Briskarov held, he had a stark Messiah, maybe it has to go back to Reb Chaim, the Reb Chaim was so nispal, like we said, from him, but the Messiah of Yerushalayim, Rabbonim, and Paiskim are coming from the Teplik again. Reb Shalim Zalman Arbach, like we said, was a Talmud of his, and um, when Reb Shalim Zalman became Rosh Hashiva of Kaltaira, the Teplik was very upset, and he said, the world is going to lose a big Paisik, if he becomes a Rosh Hashiva. And he told him, you have to continue to be learning Halacha and Hayra. And that's Reb Shalem Zalman, one of the reasons he said that he kept learning Psak, and that's Reb Shalem Zalman not only was a great Rosh Hashiva, but even being great, as great a Rosh Hashiva as he was, he was known as a Paisik Hadar. And you'll, you'll notice here, and those who knew Rabbi Shalom Aizen and Rabbi Shalom as we'll see some of his other big Talmidim, there was a big Kayach Dehatera in a lot of things that the Taplikar had. A big Kayach Dehatera of being a Mekel, especially when it came to Chasnid and Maris. There's a Zamasaira from him in Maris that uh, a very cool Adikamasaira that he had that Gedali Rishalayim um, followed. Rav Padva, from, eventually from England, was also a Talmud of his. Rav Padva a few times quotes him in his Shuvas, and he writes, he quotes him and he writes, One place he writes, That his Psak was accepted very much in Yerushalayim. 
One of his famous, famous Talmidim, because these are one of the Talmidim, I think, who's well known, who actually took his Messiah and his Derech Hapsak almost in, in entirety, and that was Rabbi Yisrael Yanka Fisher, Diane Fisher, the arrival of Yerushalayim, Zechrein Levracha, who also was very well known in, in, in a lot of Kulis and Kayach Teatera. Much of it came from the Taplikar Gain. Rav Yashiv, even though Rav Yashiv perhaps wasn't known in that same Mahalach, however, he also had Shaykhis to the Taplikar Gain as well, and he quoted him as well. Chacham Avadji Yosef, Rav Avadji Yosef. Rav Avadji Yosef um, had Shaykhis to the Taplikar Gain as well. There's a few stories. There was once, uh, I forgot all the details, but one time his Rav Avadji's father got angry at him, I think, he ended up, he was in the Eitzras Farim, or he was somewhere overnight, learning overnight, and uh, and and people thought that the, the lights were on, and they thought that they, you know, they got attacked by the Arabs or something, and his father got upset, at, uh, someone got upset, I don't remember all the details, I think his father got upset at him, and and um, and the Tablico told the father, don't worry, let him be, he's going to become a big Paisic, a big Goyen. But Ravad Yosef himself says, he says, the reason I became so big is because of the Teplaker Gain's urging. Why? Because the Teplaker told me, listen, you already learned Shas and you're a Bucky in Shas. Now you have to focus on learning Shilas and Chuvas, responses for him. And first you should focus on the Chachme Svarad. You're a Svardi. Focus and put all of your Kaychas into learning Chuvas, Chachme Svarad. Afterwards, you go to the Chachme Ashkenaz, and if you do that, you'll become a very big Talmud Chacham. That's what he told him. And Ravad Yosef, that's why, and those who know Ravad Yosef's Svarim, I mean, his Bikiyas and Shuvah Svarim, his Bikiyas and everything, but in Shuvah Svarim, Svarim, and Ashkenazim, that's, that's, uh, it's just uh, Lahafli, that's, that's Ravad Yosef. And he credits that towards the urging of Re, the Taplik Agayin. Rav Levi Rabinovich, Rav Levi Rabinovich, the Madani Ashulchan, we quoted him once. Um, did we quote him here? No, I'm sorry, I didn't quote him here. Rav Levi Rabinovich, the Madani Ashulchan. You might be familiar with his son, Rav Gamliel Rabinovich, who's now like a famous Makubal. His father, Rav Levi, from the Yakira Yerushalayim. I was to visit him in his home um, about uh, eight years ago. My Zayd is a Levracha. Um, Rav Kreisworth was very close with Rav Levi Rabinovich, and uh, he gave me his, some of his svarim. I'd already had some of his svarim. Rav Levi Rabinovich was a big Paisik as well. He has svarim on Yeridea, Madani Ashulchan, and he had a lot of shaykhs, Teplikarov, and he quotes him a few times. In Hilchas Basar Bechalov, he quotes him once. In Hilchas Dam, he quotes him once. In Hilchas Basar Bechalov, I'll tell you the psak that he quotes from him, and over there in Simon Sadi Beis, it talks about. When, let's say, um, uh, milk falls into meat. So, the halacha is that if you cannot taste the milk, so then it's, it's kosher. But um, the problem is that, um, that uh, how could you taste it? You know, on the, on the tzad that you might taste uh, the milk, then you ate basar b'chalav. So, you're not allowed to taste it. So there's a whole machlaikis if you could trust a goyish chef, someone who is knows how to kvela, he's called, and he is a, a very uh, a very fine and 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 sensitive palate to taste all different nuances in cooking. Could you trust him or not? So the the mechaber paskins you could, and the Ramah holds that you can't. The Ramah says we're not that you can't. So the so Zakhtar Blavi Rabinovich Shamati Aimrim Bishem Rabshim Shanarim Polanski Harav Mi Teplik. 
So he says that let's say a piece of milk, some milk falls on a piece of uh, hot meat. So he says if you don't, if you want to, if you don't know how much, usually we're Meshire, we estimate if there's 60 times the amount, but if you can't figure that out, so he said like this give the meat to a Svardi. Let the Svardi give it to a guy to taste. <coughs> if the guy says he doesn't taste anything, the Svardi is allowed to rely on that. Because the Mechaber Paskins, that you could rely this you could rely on the guy. But we Ashkenazim can't rely on a guy because we don't Paskin like that. So what should you do now? The Svardi should then take it and taste it himself. He's allowed to taste it because the guy told him it doesn't taste like milk. We are not relying on the guy. So let the Svardi now take a taste. And if the Svardi says that he can't taste it, so then we Ashkenazim could rely on a Jewish Svardi's taste. We don't rely on Goyim's taste, but we could rely on the Jew. So this was a chap from the Teplikarov of how to get out of this problem. Have the Svardi Jew ask a guy to taste it. If he says he can't taste it, let the Svardi taste it, and then the Ashkenazi could rely on the um, on the uh, Svardi Jew. That's a chap that the uh, Rablev Rabinovich brings from the Teplika guy. Um, Rabosner also was a Talmud of his um, and extensively brings down from him. And this we mentioned, this is what we mentioned um, a few weeks ago in the Kafachayim, Reb Shmuel Aaron Yudelevich, Zechreina Levracha, who was a son-in-law of Rabbi Yelavin, a brother-in-law of Rabbi Yashiv, he also was a Talmud and of a, um, a Talmud of, I shouldn't say a Talmud, he had a Shaykhist to the Tepliker, and he quotes him as well in his Sefer Me'il Shmuel. In his Sefer Me'il Shmuel, he also um, has stories with him, and in, in his biography called Me'iloi Shel Shmuel, there's a few stories over there, from um, from the uh, Tepliker. He has uh, his Sefer, there's some Chidushan they put out from a Sefer called Divrei Aren. That's uh, his name is Rabshim Aren. So they um, they put out some of his Chidushim Divrei Aren. One of his most famous Divrei Taira, most famous Divrei Taira is, is on the following. We all know when you make a Siyam on, on um, a Gemara, so we mentioned the ten sons of Rav Papa. And there are numerous pshatim in why we mentioned the ten sons of Rav Papa to see him. But the fa- there's a famous pshat from the Taplikar Gain. And he says, the reason is as follows. He says, because there are ten places in Shas that the Gemara brings down a couple versions what of a certain bracha. For example, by Birchas HaTayra, the Gemara in Masech Brachis brings a few Amairaim that give different versions of um, of what the actual bracha of Birchas HaTayra is. So Zak the Gemara, Amrav Papa, so Rav Papa says, Hilkach Neimra Lekulu. We'll say all them, and that's like we, when we say Birchas HaTayra, we have numerous brachas. And you have it, a bracha on a rainbow. One man says, Zaychar Habris, and another one says, V'nemar Birisai V'kayim Amamarai. Um, Rav Papa, Hilkach So we'll say both. So Rav Papa in ten places, sort of, I don't want to say made Shalom, but he said, if you have an argument here, we could do both, and we could make Shalom between the two Amirayim and say both. So the Gemara tells us that someone who is a Rachim Rabon, and the Gemara in Shabbos says, someone who is, is, um, is loves Talmidei Chachamim. 
someone who loves Tamidi Chachamim, so have a bunning Tamidi Chachamim. He'll be Zaychad to have children out Tamidi Chachamim. So said the Teplaker Gain, Rav Papa loved Tamidi Chachamim so much that he wanted them, first of all, to be in harmony together. And also, he wanted that he should be able to do like all the Tamid Chachamim. So in these ten situations, he says, what do we have to argue? Let's just do both of them. Again, you can't always do that. Sometimes you have to paskin. But in these cases, he said, let's do all of them. Why? It was out of his love for Tamid Chachamim. So because of that, he was able to have ten sons who were Tamid Chachamim. And therefore... Because of those ten sons of Tivri Chachamim, and because of the ten places that he made Shalom, by every Siyom, we mention his ten, his ten sons. That's the Vart from the Taplika Gain. And they, um, and they give a Haisafa to the Vart, and they say, because Lamaisa, Tamidi Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'ilam. And Rabbeinu HaKadosh ended Mesechta Uksin, ended also uh, Shisha Sidre Mishnah with Hashem Yivarech Hasami Vashalim. So since Rav Papa went in the same Hanhaga, the same um, the, the same way as Rabbeinu HaKadosh, so whenever we ma- Rabbeinu HaKadosh made a Siyom on Shisha Sidre Mishnah with Hashem Yivarech Hasami Vashalim, so at every Siyom we mention Rav Papa, who also was trying to bring Shalom to the world, so the first part of it is the part of the Tapla Gagain that he said that uh, that's the, um, the reason we say the ten sons of Rav Papa. Just to end off here, when he got sick at the end of his life, he told his son-in-law that I have a kever on Harazesim. He told him, however, however, I'm going to be nifter in about two months. And when I'm going to be nifter, there's going to be a war. And because of that, you're not going to be able to bury me on Harazesim. You should bury me in Sanhedria. There's a base Akvaris in Sanhedria in Yerushalayim. And he told him like this, if within two years of my death you'll be able to move me to Harazesim, please move me. If not, if it's after two years, I should stay in Sanhedria. And Kachava, he was Nifter, Chavches Sivon, Tavshin Ches, 1948, in the middle of the War of Independence. So if he told it to him two months before, he told him in Nisan. In Nisan time, which was before the War of Independence, before before they declared independence, right? Independence Day is, is Hey Iyar. Um, and he, um, he, he told him, so he was Nifter and Chav Chesivan. At that time, there was no way to get to Harazesim. And as we know, till 1967, there was no way to get to Harazesim anymore, from 1948 to 1967. So he was buried in Sanhedria. And since it was more than two years, he remained in Sanhedria. And that's where his kever is in the Sanhedria, Beis in uh, in Yerushalayim, and like I said, when you go through the names, I only gave you a partial list of the names of his Talmidim. I have an article here from one of the newspapers that goes through Mamish maybe ten or eleven more of his Talmidim. Mamish our Gedolei Apayskim, Reb Shlaim Mezalman, Reb Yisrael Yankov Fisher, Vechulu Vegaimer, Revadi Yosef. All of these. Um, Talmid Chachamim, Rav Ozner, were Blavi Rabbanovich were his Talmidim, and therefore we don't even realize how much we are Nana from his Psak, but the Taplika Gain was from the Avi Hoyhaira, as I said in the in the in the title, the Avi Hoyhaira of Gedolei Paiski Rishalayim, Skusa Yogin Aleinu, Vishitaka Bizoicha, 
that we should be able to live up to what he represented, and that's learning Torah Lishma and, uh, and understanding Torah and remembering Torah. It should be his chusver, his neshama, and his yard site, and Shabbos Chav Chesivan, and he should be a Melitz Yaisher. For Kla Yisrael, have a wonderful day. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome.